Isaiah 44, 9 through 20. All who fashion idols are nothing, and the things they delight in do not profit. Their witness neither see nor know that they may be put to shame. Who fashions a god or casts an idol that is profitable for nothing? Behold, all his companions shall be put to shame, and the craftsmen are only human. Let them all assemble. Let them stand forth. They shall be terrified. They shall be put to shame together. The ironsmith takes a cutting tool and works it over the coals. He fashions it with hammers and works it with his strong arm. He becomes hungry and his strength fails. He drinks no water and is faint. The carpenter stretches a line. He marks it out with a pencil. He shapes it with planes and marks it with a compass. He shapes it into the figure of a man with the beauty of a man to dwell in a house. He cuts down cedars as he chooses a cypress tree or an oak and lets it grow among the trees of the forest. He plants a cedar and the rain nourishes it. Then it becomes fuel for a man. He takes a part of it and warms himself. He kindles a fire and bakes bread. Also, he makes a god and worships it. He makes it an idol and falls down before it. Half of it he burns in the fire. Over the half he eats meat. He roasts it and is satisfied. Also, he warms himself and says, Ah, I am warm. I have seen the fire. And the rest of it he makes into a god, his idol, and falls down to it and worships it. He prays to it and says, Deliver me, for you are my God. They know not, nor do they discern, for he has shut their eyes so that they cannot see, and their hearts so they cannot understand. No one considers, nor is there knowledge or discernment to say, Half of it I burned in the fire. I also baked bread on its coals. I roasted meat and have eaten. And shall I make the rest of it an abomination? Shall I fall down before a block of wood? He feeds on ashes, a deluded heart that has led him astray. And he cannot deliver himself or say, is there not a lie in my right hand? This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Some great <laughs> savagery today. I mean, Very well voiced by the people's favorite, Jennifer McClish. Um, this has always been one of the most like amusing passages of scripture mm-hmm. to me because it's just so clever. Right. And, uh, you know, I do think like it, it's weird because I'm very skeptical of like when Christians are super like, ho ho ha ha like you know kind of arrogant sounding Mm -hmm. but it does show that there's a time to be a little like yeah a little salty about right about foolishness yeah um and so so much funny imagery of you know it's this very descriptive industrial image of you know you got the ironsmith you got the carpenter you know you got somebody like baking bread over this part of the wood and then right taking the other part of the wood that they're not baking bread on and right. then worshiping it, um, saying, you know, <laughs> deliver me, you are my God. Uh, and so, so much irony and kind of sarcasm yeah. here. Um, and we're building off of, you know, yesterday the passage kind of ended with the Lord saying that there is no rock besides me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think we didn't really get into this image yesterday, but a rock, you know, I think in our modern minds, when we think of like a big rock, uh, we think like something that's like steady and unchanging, which is true, but also like in this cultural context, like these rocks and like cliffs is like a stronghold in mm-hmm. like a battle or like when yeah. you're being hunted. like a refuge, yeah, like for yeah, David. place to hide, and, and yeah, and so yeah. like it's a very like 
warm image of mm-hmm. God kind of Safety. presenting himself as this like safe, unchanging, foundational mm-hmm. fortress. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the other side of, you know, safe, unchanging, foundational fortresses, we got, <laughs> uh, you know, people using their fire stack woods to build <laughs> idols today. Right, right. Um, and so it's interesting. We, one of the tensions that's in the Bible is like the Lord's frustration with people um, and, and like people who have chosen enmity with him mm-hmm. and his, you know, sort of, it's this mysterious act that is present in the Bible where, you know, Ezekiel 33 tells us that uh, God does not delight in the death of the wicked, but yeah. that they should turn towards him and live. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there are other verses throughout the Bible that reiterate that same theme. But then we also have some of these moments in scripture where God is very, you know, frustrated and angry towards people who have simply hardened their hearts towards him. Right. Um, and, you know, where he he kind of shuts their eyes. So I'm not going to touch that hot potato before <laughs> you. So Jennifer, what, what are I'm your like, thoughts? Thanks, thanks yeah, for yeah. The I, unwrapped, I like, unwrapped the uh... hot potato and just tossed it at you. <laughs> Um, well, let's see what I was thinking to start with was again about the passage yesterday about God just, um, you know, declaring who he is in this just amazing, transcendent, all powerful, all knowing God, and yet hinting and, or just downright prophesying of this very personal nature of giving himself to us, but, and how different that is, um, I, you can definitely hear the frustration, but also just the the grace to point out the obvious um, in idolatry, which is that um, idols can never, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like, they can never rise above their makers. Mm. They can never be anything more than what their maker fashioned them to be. Mm-hmm. So even just in this kind of very funny, like, playing it out for you in all these ways um, with the baking you one minute you're using it to bake bread the next minute you're bowing down to it and asking it to save you um, and just that hilarious contrast but that's such a real thing like an idol anything that you fashion out of your hands could never rise above you mm. and yet what we know from our dry and parched state and our desperate need is that we need something that is outside of us. We need Mm. something transcendent. We need a person. We need a savior. We need a rock, a refuge with power. I mean, we are aware of our weaknesses. So it's interesting Mm -hmm. how we turn to, instead of just acknowledging that and then turning to the place where we could actually uh, receive salvation so gladly I mean, God is literally just his posture of grace is so generous and magnanimous toward us and his mercy. Magnanimous. Magnanimous. We're pulling out the vocabulary Pull that today. One out. <laughs> Tattoo idea number three of Isaiah. Yes, exactly. Magnanimity. <laughs> oh, um, amazing. But this expansiveness of God's love, it's like, why, why are we going to the basest things to look for, to save us? But in that, I'd say you think about how directly um, Isaiah is (laughs) um, pointing this out to the people. And I think to myself, like when I talk to other people and I see idolatry in their life, like how, um, you know, delicate, like how carefully I treat people. And you think, you know, 
you need to point out like the ridiculousness of, for instance, looking for, um, you know, like putting, like worshiping uh, your appearance, mm. uh, your youth, when it's just like, why are you doing that when it will, it's so obviously is fading all around us, fading mm. in you. Why do you worship work? Why do you look for work to save you when you know everyone is going to die? Um, you grow weak, your mind grows feeble. Mm -hmm. Like there is nothing mm -hmm. transcendent about work. There's mm -hmm. nothing transcendent about mm -hmm. physical beauty or material objects. And like point out the obvious Man. to people about how ridiculous it is to put your look to yeah. those idols for meaning and worth and salvation. My brain is like on fire right now <laughs> because do share. <laughs> yeah, I'll try. Um, also, I just apologize for any like gross noises that I'm making. <laughs> I'm getting over the sinus infection, so <laughs> I am aware that yes. these are probably bleeding into the recording. Anyways, <laughs> so I think like. That that whole thing of like us being infatuated with um, and kind of subverting ourselves to something that is not even transcendent yeah. is like a very, very loaded thing because that is what Isaiah is talking about here with idolatry um, and what the Lord is talking about here with idolatry. Mm -hmm. But I think one of the ways that we can make this really more uh, connective for us today is like to talk about novelty and um, specifically, you know, because most of our, we're in this weird moment where most of like the idols that kind of like compete with Yahweh mm -hmm. are uh, ideal, like ideas mm -hmm. in a way, you know, mm -hmm. like they're, it's more abstract mm -hmm. than like, you know, this is Baal, like this is yeah. the Ashtaroth. Yeah. Um, but anyways, like I was reading this thing about, um, it was basically kind of this like postmodern theory, theoretical discussion on gender and, you know, transgenderism and everything and how we can't gender a soul. And um, I, I was reading, which this is obviously, that is like a very complex thing that um, I don't want to sound dismissive of that. But this thing that I was reading was just talking about like how when a soul finds a body, like that soul can't be gendered and like, you know, you can't say that it found the right or wrong body, like blah, 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 blah. And I was just reading it. And like the number one thing that I kept thinking is like, where are we getting any of this? Like, this just mm -hmm. kind of sounds like, like it, it's such novelty, you know, it's like, it, these are ideas that have never existed. Like there's no mm -hmm. ancient text. There's mm -hmm. no like evidence. There's no nothing. It's like, we're just saying like we're forming these ideas as a culture and then like bowing down and saying like these are the things that have made us as humans yeah and yet these are ideas are like 10 years old 20 years yeah. old 50 yeah. years old maybe 120 years old right not thousands of years old and uh you know i think like we can even kind of smell some of this isaiah 44 <laughs> type uh foolishness and i don't just want to say like you know, I think radical left and radical right, like you can see it very clearly yes. where people are taking very new novel things and are so swept away uh -huh. in the like seductive nature of it that it's like there's not even any like critical thought on like, right. we just baked bread on that wood, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that is not a timeless idea. Like, right. That is totally made up. And... um. And so like, that's one thing. And, um, which is actually playing out in such 
like crazy ways of um you know i mean that's what secularism secularism leads us to is like we have to fashion these truths in our own minds like we look to ourselves so you start creating your own not only your own ideas and perceptions of what thing what's happening but you start creating your own facts Mm. and we see that like play out over and over and over again in the news where you're like they literally are saying things that are, did not even happen or like the proliferation of conspiracy theories. It's like, but again, these are things that you're creating in your own mind. Like you are the idol maker. You are the one who is creating this. It's nothing that's based in any kind of transcendent truth mm-hmm. outside of yourself. Absolutely. And it's scary. the other day <laughs> I found this guy named uh, Christopher James Botham mm. or bought him. I don't know. Sorry, Christopher James. <laughs> and um, he's an atheist. He's like a former architect, kind of philosopher guy. Mm-hmm. And he has this theory on verticality. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a very like heady episode. But <laughs> it, basically, as an architect, he became very fascinated with the fact that like humans are obsessed with altitude mm. in buildings. Okay, Like if someone has a lot of money to build a building, they want it to be really high. You know, like think Midtown Atlanta or like, Church of the Apostles, you know, like when we think like excellence in architecture, we think getting high up off the ground. And then he's basically like stretched it into this theory when like talking about air travel, space travel, all this stuff where Mm -hmm. like humans are distinct in nature and that we have this obsession with escaping like the earth. Yes. Um, Which I think is so true and so profound. Mm -hmm. But he's an atheist, uh, Christopher James Botham is. And so basically like the conclusion as I was reading his stuff that he's drawing from it is that like humans evolved from like tree dwelling monkeys. And so like because we evolved from trees, like we like being off of the ground. And so we're like kind of trying to get back to that in a way. And I was like, dude, you just like pegged the most like mind-blowing profound truth about humanity which is like ecclesiastes you've yeah. placed eternity in the heart of man right you know it's that like c.s lewis idea of like our, our hearts uh-huh. are like yearning for a desire that is outside of this world yeah and yet like we miss it you know yeah. it's like he's he he's, just retreated back to the smallest most yes like the least uh, impactful, impactful yeah. explanation like non-compelling just very i don't know small as opposed to magnanimous exactly magnanimous <laughs> exactly think magnanimous know, Christopher right? James. <laughs> but you know i do think like this is going back to isaiah 44 like it, it's missing the magnitude and the transcendence mm-hmm. and the magnanimous nature of god. god um but it's it's missing all of that just for this like cheap novelty you know yes. yeah sort of like dollar store thing that right. we then bow down to and say like this is it and you know right. maybe for you listening it's not like uh you know monkeys dwelling in trees or idols but like you know like literal physical idols but like, i think what like you're it saying is, is like great. work like, yeah it's work like body image how you're like, like perceived uh, your your image your and then as we know, idolatry can be like even good things. But mm-hmm. again, like we know like family, but we know families uh, grow and there's so much change in families and people die. Like you can never get past the yeah. point of like, and people die. Yeah. Like our mortality, it's like, what is going to yeah. save us? 
yeah. who what is going to save us. Yeah. Yeah. And it's God. Yeah. And, you know, I do think just like a warm word to end on is like we talked about that hot potato of the Lord shutting their eyes. And we do know that in scripture, there's this like moment where the Lord gives people over that kind of Romans one. Mm-hmm. He like gives people mm-hmm. over to the hardness of their hearts. Mm-hmm. But we have to hold this in concert with the other things that Isaiah is saying. Um, which is that the praises of the Lord are going to arise out of Kedar. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, these like Sila, these idol worshiping peoples and villages are soon going to be praising the Lord. Yeah. So a beautiful mystery. Exactly. To rest in. Which kind of like when he says this man feeds on ashes, it's like reminds you of other places in the Bible where it's like beauty rises from ashes. Mm. I mean, God is Come just on. so. He's just so full of grace. Amen. He will not, he will give himself to us and there is life. There will be life after this death Amen. for his children. So, so good. Yep. So good. Well, for the very magnanimous Jennifer McClish, this is Will Garlow. And we will see you tomorrow on another great episode of Our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.